Chapter 14 The Jewel in Her Eyes As I waited for a long time, all I knew is that my toes were on the edge of some spiritual woods, but since I couldn't see a thing with this blindfold over my eyes, I couldn't tell if things were right, wrong, indifferent, bad, or good. There was wonder in this waiting, and I was aware of the power within the morning star, for it zapped me back into the moment, and I was having trouble remembering where I'd been or how I'd come this far. Waiting and watching. What was a fool like me to do? I couldn't remember anything that had happened or what exactly I'd been through. Then I thought I heard a woman's voice, and so I rose to my feet when I felt pine beside my arms. This was the edge of a great forest, and so I took a few more steps, cautious of any hidden harm. Aware that I was dazed and lost, I tracked a good bit around to see if anyone else was here. It wasn't until I heard the woman speak again that I knew someone else was near. (coughs) Hey, you, she said. Her voice evaporated like smoke. Then it was silent while I tried to think of what I'd say next. Who was she, and why was she here? Now everything I wondered seemed quite perplexed. What are you doing here? It seemed like a nice question to ask. I care for the wounded. I give aid to anyone who's lost or in pain. And who are you with that blindfold over your eyes? Do you think you'll be able to see again? She asked. Oh, I'm not sure. But I imagine healing comes in due time. I'm waiting for my path to unfold before my journey starts to align. Did you see the Great Father? Because I forgot everything he said. But hey, where are you? And is this the place that welcomes the dead? Dead? But we're still here, so how could you be dead? Why not come and walk toward my voice, then sit with me beside my bed? She asked. A bed? Why, yes, that sounded quite cozy and soft. Oh, you've also got the Ankh cross. Then she took my hand and placed it on her heart. The moment I touched this raw center, I could see that she was surviving, even though her own soul had been crushed many times, but she had yet to fall apart. Words say one thing, but energy speaks of another, and I needed no human eyes to know that I was already in love with her. Cuddled up around her body, I listened to her for hours while incense fumes billowed through the woods. Once she let me touch her heart, I knew that her intentions were pure and good. I didn't need any eyes to see her, but was she a royal princess? How lucky was I to cross paths with her, and I couldn't stop wondering about this mystical empress. The longer we spent together, the more I felt that sun glow bright in my head. Before I knew it, my body wrapped around her legs when the empress said, Let me take a look. Let me bring that blindfold off from your eyes. Is that the power of the morning star planted in your head? This must mean you've touched the wisdom of the wise. I felt her hands reach up around my face. Her lips were right in front of mine. She tried to loosen the blindfold when I felt the morning star shining out from within my mind. The great father said something about waiting. He also mentioned grace. But the closer she got, the more my heart began to race. Are you sure about this? I can't remember what the father told me to do. Don't worry. I think a good partner shows your body to you, she said. Her hands were about to remove the blindfold from my eyes when my arms reached around her as I felt blood dripping down her back. What's this? Did you get attacked? She pulled away from me and left the blindfold over my eyes. 
I don't know how to explain it, but it was almost my time to die, she said. We'd been lost in the moment for so long. How did this woman go on? Then she took my hand and let me touch the two giant swords pressed in her back where they were buried all along. And so I sat on the ground perched beside her legs. I rubbed her feet and held her body for hours. We talked and I listened when she taught me that those swords held a secret power. Even though that pain and hardship sounded unbearable, this empress remained ever-present in the moment beside me. But why wouldn't she attend to her own wounds? Those two swords needed to be freed. We laughed about dying, and then I heard her say a single word. To tell us die. I waited with the wind, but no other words came out. What's it mean? My eyes couldn't see her. But that morning star would not be diminished. It's Greek, she paused. And it means it is finished. The energy changed because I felt her fingers lift the blindfold from my eyes. And the second she lifted it off, I stared into her when both of us died. Straight to heaven, there was no alternate route. We were deep in union, and this was clarity beyond doubt. Her eyes told me hidden things that no voice has ever heard. We weaved a tapestry as our eyes were never apart. I could see the depths of every moment from her life while we lifted up each other's raw hearts. Gone together, a moment forever as one. This light was not separate because I saw her inner jewel shining as bright as the great eastern sun. That light that had been given to me poured out into her and so my eyes will forever remember what her soul whispered. Many days had passed but I could not leave her side. Again, I could not separate myself after she pulled me on top of her to gaze within her eyes. Over and over, like lightning bursting across the land, sparks erupted when thunder rattled as I held her heart within my hands. Night after night, I sat beside her feet and waited by her side. And even if she left for a moment, I always tried to find a way to reconnect with the jewel in her eyes. And what do words matter when the soul tells all? Holy water was everywhere from the waterfall erupting down her temple walls. Everything was precious because each moment with her felt sacred and aligned. But after a while, I had to take my hands off from her heart because another idea came through my mind. If I truly cared for her, then I'd do anything to heal the wounds where she'd been attacked. And so I let go of her heart when I pulled the first sword out from her back. Locked onto her eyes, her energy disappeared when she fainted and fell upon the mystical land. Oh, what was all this healing worth? Now I held a single blade within my hand. She was caught in a daze. Then she jumped up to her feet. She stumbled away to help the others in this forest without a single thing to eat. Oh, how terrible was I? And what had I done? The pain I caused her pushed her away, and for the first time it felt like she was ready to run. Then again, I was the fool. Of course, pulling the sword out needed her consent. But love wouldn't let me leave it, and somehow I still felt the need to repent. And so I waited by the red pillow until she came back the next day. For hours we talked, and I gazed into her soul and placed my hands back upon her heart. I wished I'd never pulled that sword out, and I told her that I regretted it from the start. Our bodies were woven back together. We were back in heaven when I prayed she'd stay forever. Secretly, I wanted to hold her all night, if only she could sleep by my side. But the sunlight planted in my forehead was so bright that the sun was always on the rise. 
How do you explain it? Is it possible to describe what words cannot say? I ask this to the jewel within her soul that shined as bright as the sun's day. We must desire in order to create. Intellect provides the seed within each and every form, but the emotions provide the power, and that's how the seed of the great vine is transformed, she said. And what is this light? I asked while my eyes continued to stare. Claim it because it's yours, and wherever you are, be all there, she whispered. In awe of her beauty, I hadn't heard of a journey like hers in all my years. We promised each other we'd look death in the eyes, and that's when I first learned to smile at fear. To Telestai. Everything she said felt like fresh air, and anything her lips touched buzzed with delight. She kept the truth in line, but there was one dagger that I wouldn't let out of sight. There was still one more sword buried in her back, and I wondered if I should just leave it alone. Then for a second time, I let go of her heart. I pulled the sword and felt the blade slide out from her skin and bones. Her eyes went blank. Her body fought before she collapsed. Then her temperature grew to a fever of 104, and that's when she ran and never came back. I can't describe the fears I felt. I wish I never touched that sword. But who else was going to help her? And now I've never been more terrified before. This time I really hurt her. But I promise I did everything with the purest intent. Those wounds were deep, but our love went deeper. And I didn't know she'd run to this extent. I looked everywhere for her, but she disappeared like smoke. And even after she left, I continued to pray to her because love will always search for hope. There are places she belongs where she has not yet been. Because the deeper I sank into her, I had found the essence where the purest love begins. My intuition showed me the truth, how that pain restricts the radiance within her eyes. And if I didn't pull the sword out from her back, then what would happen if no one else had the courage to try? Feeling lost without her connection, I felt more vulnerable than ever before. I raised the blindfold back over my eyes when I hid the sun that was planted between my eyes as fresh tears began to pour. I waited for her return when another river started to sprout as I held her two swords in my hands, and so I wondered if one must sacrifice his desires to prove he's an honest and genuine man.